just don't get it twisted. You know why? Because today is my favorite day of the week, son. S-H-I-T. So, so happy, happy Thursday. Let's get this show started. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. Bros. Yeah, <laughs> here we go, man. It's time for you to drop some heat. Oh, yeah, we got some fire going today. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, drop a review, help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.com Biz, schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited, so honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today knows that real estate can take people by the horns and toss them around. Real estate is not for the faint of heart, it takes guts, smarts, and determination to be successful. Maybe a little ingenuity. Our guest has been in the real estate game for over 15 years and has knocked on over 125,000 doors. His Rolodex has more than 40,000 people and he teaches new agents that there is no secret to success other than a winning mindset and strong work, work ethic. If that didn't make you feel any better, don't worry. It's not supposed to. You might still struggle with being on call 24-7, stressed about your next commission, feeling overwhelmed like there's too much to do and not enough time, and working hard but not feeling like you're going anywhere. But our guest wrote the book on overcoming those challenges and finding peace and success in the real estate game. Tune in to learn what's possible for you if you're willing to be clear, take intentional action, and know where to look to find boundless opportunity and freedom. Joining us today out of Denver, Colorado, author of Doors Open When You Knock, welcome to the show, Stephen Ross! Boom! There it is, Stephen, what'd you think? That's the best intro ever. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. Boom. Thanks, Don. <laughs> Definitely on fire. All right. Let's get into this thing. Real estate. We're living in one of the hottest markets. Kind of reminds me of 2005, 2006, if I'm, if I'm going to be frankly honest with you. There's so many things happening. I saw a guy on TikTok the other day, a, a real estate agent, who said, they already were in escrow. They already removed appraisal contingencies. They already moved, removed inspection contingencies. Got a call from the buyers, from another buyer's agent saying, hey, will your buyers accept $15,000 in cash so that we can buy their contract off of them and my buyers will pay your commission as well? I was like, what the? Like, that does not happen. That's, we're in a ridiculous market when stuff like that is happening. So we, I say, hold up, wait a minute, <laughs> right? I wanted to make sure we premise today's episode with the things that we're going to talk about today are some of the fundamentals that get you through 
all markets, not just the ridiculous hard ones that we're talking about. Right, Stephen? That's right. Right on. You're right on the money. All right. So let's jump into this thing. Doors open when you knock. Tell me a little bit about that book. So look, everyone knows real estate looks easy on TV, right? It's easy. Everyone gets into real estate for for freedom and flexibility. Isn't that why they get in the business? And that is like, yeah. And the two things that will kill you, right? So this is in a business that does not require you to show up. This is all about how do you show up day in, day out when you don't feel like it, when there's 8 million distractions and, you know, basically anything else you could be doing Um, and, you know, setting up a framework for you to win over time. Wait, wait, wait. That sounds a lot like self-discipline, Stephen. I don't know, man. Discipline is such a bad word. When when mom and dad disciplined me, it wasn't a good thing. It was was a chocolate thrown. It was a belt coming my way. What is this self-discipline? How, how, how is that going to help me succeed? Well, look at it this way. What episode is this? Oh, 747. 747. Like, shut the front door. Seriously. Damn! Exactly. Right? That's crazy. Now, in three years, right? You've only been at this for three years. Yep. July will be three years. So are you telling me you don't know anything about self-discipline? Oh, my friend, I know. I know there's a ton, dude. I mean, one of my favorite uh, lines, I think it was, I don't remember if it was Will Smith or, or Joe Rogan or both for that matter. And they talked about self-discipline is self-love. Like if you really do care about what it is that you want in life, whether it's physique, whether it's finances, whether it's relationships, it requires a set of disciplines, a set of standards that you set for yourself. Otherwise, how the hell are you going to achieve that? Well, yeah, and think about this. So uh, you guys set a goal to do podcasts, right? Yep. If you miss a week of podcasts, how are you going to feel at the end of the week? You know, I mean, to be honest, if you miss a day, you miss a week, the world keeps spinning. Nothing actually happens, right? Of course. But in but the I moment, feel like crap. you feel like crap. That's exactly that's exactly it. Because you know the one thing you had to do this week was friggin' record the podcast. And if you screwed around and missed it because you were out too late or you know whatever you did to take you off track, it blows your week. And so no different in any other, whether you're building a podcast, you're building a referral network, you're knocking on doors, you're doing open house. I don't really care what you do, what your thing is to succeed. You just got to pick something and friggin' not quit. Mm, you know, that's super powerful. Uh, when I talk to uh, people who have uh, had a dream, had a goal, and they didn't reach it for whatever reason, uh, oftentimes I ask them, I'm like, well, think back. Like, when was the time that you felt? successful like you felt like you were on top of the world and almost always they go back to a college time or a high school time right they go back to that past moment and if you if you kind of break down and dig into it the reason why they were successful then is because they knew what they were doing every day they knew what time the bell rang they knew what time they were going to eat lunch they knew what time they were getting out of school they knew what time they were going to go hang out with their friends everything was regimented and we had this idea and this concept of well, I don't want things to be set in stone every single day. I don't want to live by my calendar. I want to be like a fart in the wind. I just want to be spontaneous, right? And just kind of figure it out as they go. In your experience, when you're living a life of spontaneity with nothing 
guiding you one way or, or another. How successful are those people compared to the regimented ones? Uh, they're not, but mostly what I was going to say, it's a painful experience. Oh. It's painful when you wake up every day not sure what you should do. Yeah. Well, I mean, tell me a little bit about that pain. Why is it so painful? Because you know you should be doing something and you're doing nothing. Right? If you, if it's like, um, you know, the, I joke for many years when I would do training classes and work with agents and, the, and they'd say, well, um, well, what does your day look like? I'm like, well, I only schedule one thing. And they said, well, what's that? I'm like, well, I go to the doors. And then they say, well, what do you do after that? And I'm like, well, if I don't have an appointment that day, I don't do anything. <laughs> mm -hmm. I take a nap. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but only a little because I did what's most important. I have the afternoon off to do whatever I want. Now, if I don't do what I was supposed to do that day, I am cranky and irritable and uh, just not fun to be around because inside, and I've, this is a lot of practice, but if you're, if you're just listening and you're newer to the business, but you're not quite sure what I'm talking about, just check in. So the days that I don't go to the doors, I am cranky and irritable. I'm just kind of a piece of poop to be around because I knew that the most important thing to do, I didn't do. And so internally, what I've done is I've broke my word to myself which is like the worst thing you can do. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just think about if you've ever said you were gonna go, you know, start a diet or start a training regimen or any, you know, run a marathon and you start the regimen and then you miss a day and then you miss two. And, and if you think back, you know how you feel, you feel crappy and you feel crappy because you're not keeping your word. And sounds, sounds like we need to be- Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. And you are, right? Look, it sounds to me like we, we need to be a little more selfish. Like we need to have that accountability for ourselves. Like we spend so much time doing what our teachers want. We spend so much time doing what our parents want, what our girlfriends or boyfriends want. We do things for other people and we think, yes, this is the value that, it, that, that I'm looking for, that, that admiration, the recognition that I'm searching for. But then the way we, what you're describing here is like, you're not really satisfied because you got a lot of things done for everybody else. What about you? You never, yeah. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, tell, tell me more about figuring out what this one thing is. Cause there's a lot of things I can think of that I can do on a daily basis. Which one is the most important? Well, it depends who we are. We talking about a real estate agent. Are we talking about uh, a house parent? Are we talking about, you know, who are we talking about? Well, let's stay in your lane. Let's talk about real estate agents. Real estate agents. Okay, good. I just, I'll let you decide what lane we're in. Okay, so let's stay for real estate agents. Real estate agents, we have one job. And I don't really care how you slice it. There's a many ways to look at it. You have one job, which is talk to people, i.e. build relationships. I don't care if you do it through podcasting, right? I just went through it. Whether you build a referral network, whether you work through charity, whether you do open house, whether you do something as crazy as knock on doors, it doesn't really matter. You've just got to find something that you're willing to commit to. And, um, and so the problem with that is right then and there, people have a choice. Well, what should I do? Should I knock on doors? Should I build a referral network? Should I do open house? Should can't do open house? And with everything, there's always a list of excuses. 
well, I can't do open house because listings don't stay on the market long enough. And I can't do referral network because uh, I'm, I'm young and new and I don't, I don't know anybody. Or I can't knock on doors because, uh, you know, people are still wor worried about COVID or, you know, whatever I come up with, there's a reason why you won't do it. Um, so what there is to do is, is have your why be bigger than your reasons why not. Right, nothing new there, but you know, simple. Well, what a, well, okay, so and, and I'm I'm huge on developing that why statement, um, and I, I can see the value in that. But I want to kind of dig and harp a little bit on that little mindset, that little devil that shows up on your shoulder that gives you a hundred different excuses on why something's not going to work. Because sometimes, you, you know, when you're talking about developing a why, I, I always feel like that is a process in and of itself. Like figuring out, you know, figuring out what you want to do in life is one thing. Figuring out why you get up in the morning to do these things, that's a completely different ballgame. And that little guy is going to hop on your shoulder when you're trying to develop that why, when you're trying to figure out what you want to do. That little imposter guy telling you, you're not good enough. How do we get over some of these excuses? I mean, what, what are what are some of those things that you see with agents working all the time? And and we, you know, telling them is one thing. It's easy to say, you just got to go and do it. Do you have any strategies to help them get across that line to actually implement some of these strategies? Whatever the strategy is going to be, door knocking, picking up the phone, social media, posting, whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Well, you've got two things that you said there. So the first is the why there's so many people that are better at explaining how to develop your why, but how about just make it simple? I'm giving everyone permission, not like you need my permission, it's a joke, but right, it doesn't have to be noble. <laughs> there has to, you know, it just has to be something. For me, right, I got my real estate license March 15th, or sorry, March, yeah, March 15th, 2005. My third child was born six weeks later. So that was my third child, commission only business. Holy crap, I got three kids to feed. I got in the business so I could be home and raise my kids. Wasn't to make a million dollars, wasn't to be number one. So everything was around not working nights and weekends, being home with my kids and being able to provide for them, right? Nothing noble. However, when push came to shove, am I going to knock on doors or not? Do I want to stay at home taking care of my kids? Or do I want to go work a 15 hour job in IT or consulting again? I'll, I'll go knock on doors, right? So the why has doesn't have to be noble, just has to be something that you're committed to. Then the second thing is, and I went quickly, but the second thing is, well, what happens with the little, what did you call him, the little devil on your shoulder? Yeah, that imposter yeah. syndrome, the imposter. little, you know, conscious. So there's a in chapter three of my book, uh, <clears throat> talk about resistance with the capital R. That's uh, borrowed uh, from Stephen Pressfield in The War of Art. And uh, he can define it much better than I can. But I was very clear in my business, and I'm still clear to this day, that resistance is always there. What is resistance? It's that universal force that wants to keep things the way they are. So the, the one that's telling us we're an imposter, the voice that's telling us we're not good enough, its job is to keep us safe. It's scary to knock on doors. It's scary to make phone calls. It's scary to do a podcast. It's scary to put yourself out there. It's scary to be on social media. It's, you know, pick your thing. That's just resistance talking. That is our survival mechanism to keep us safe. And the very first thing you do is you've got to just acknowledge, hey, that's not me talking. That's resistance talking. 
F resistance, I'm committed to this. And it's literally a practice. You just got to be able to say, hey, that's not me. I'm going to go do this anyway. That sounds simple, but people don't distinguish that voice from themselves. Mm, so if I'm hearing you correctly, you're almost like saying, give it a name. Hey there, Tommy, <laughs> or whatever it is, right? <laughs> you name that, that, that uh, thought process, anything that's holding you back, that's giving you that excuse, you acknowledge it, you give it uh, its own identity and you recognize that, look, I know you're always going to be there. But I ain't got time for you there, buddy. Squish them, move them, whatever, and just keep going. Did I hear you correctly? I never thought about naming it, but you are like right on. That is a fantastic idea, you know, and pick a name that really irritates you. Like, I don't want to say anyone's name because right, that would be terrible. <laughs> but pick a name that, you know, you know, is just like you're annoyed with so that the annoyance is high. So when uh, I don't want to pick a name, but. What is Gary V? Sally Pants 43, whatever he, yeah. you know, he uses. There you, know, you go. Pick, Perfect. Yeah. You know, you pick Sally Pants 4392, whatever that is. And you think, Sally Pants, shut the F up. You know, and it, it gets distinguished as separate from ourselves, which it is. And I think that is a good, I just call it resistance. But I think naming is a fantastic idea. I like that. Well, yeah, but it, it, even if you call it resistance, it has a name, right? Yeah. It, the, the idea behind what you're describing is to acknowledge the fact that it's there, right? Yeah. That it doesn't go away, that even the greats have that resistance in front of them. It just takes a different shape, a different form. Uh, and ultimately, really, really what it is, and you, you said it, it's your mind trying to protect you from taking any risk at all. Yeah. It's you're, it, it, you know, you may not be happy where you are. You may be uncomfortable. You may not have the money you want. You may be struggling to put food on the table, but you know where you are and you don't know what that next outcome is going to be. So that resistance is always stopping you from going in that direction. I hit about right. That you hit it right. And it just, you made me think of something else. We don't know what's around the corner, what's behind the next door, you know, using my metaphor, unless we try. And, and so therefore getting in the habit of overcoming that resistance, whether it be fear, distraction or whatever, um, is a practice. And the more you do it, the more you find one, it doesn't freaking kill you. And two miracles happen. Miracles happen, right? When you, when you, when you tell it to shut up and you go do it anyway. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of these miracles. So, uh, we're in the real estate space, right? And what, what people don't realize is the day you get your license, you have this assumption, this thing pops into your head and you're like, yes, certification done. World is going to come in my direction now. Everybody's going to come my way. We're going to list a ton of houses and it's all going to be great. And then about two days in, you realize nobody cares that you got your license, nor do they care that you're in the business. You actually have to go work and generate that business. And you you started talking about you know, okay, we're going to squish, you know, a little Tommy here, right? We're going to squish him. We're going to keep going with, you know, push through that resistance. Uh, but we hit this other thing that we call failure. Your script didn't come out right. You fumbled in what you were going to say. Uh, they told you, no, they didn't even want to talk to you. You start to deal with some of these uh, actual issues that happen. We call them objections, right? You start to deal with objections and you have to practice what you're going to say. Uh, tell me a little bit about that failing forward and, and the idea and the concept of, Yes, I'm going to make mistakes. Okay, I squash resistance. I'm going, I knock on that door, and then I actually make a mistake. Yeah. Well, I look, I sucked 
at knocking the doors for a long time, embarrassingly so. I mean, terrible. And the very first listing I got was by accident. Like literally, guy comes to the door, I, I asked him some questions, not even about selling real estate because I was too shy and embarrassed to do that. I was just asking, you know, nice, friendly questions. And then he shut the door and I went to the next house. And then I, you know, you, you go, you walk up the walkway, you knock on the door, whatever. And then you walk down the walkway and you walk down the street and you walk up to the next one. So I'm now two houses down from him. And I see him as I'm coming back down the street, I see him, he's over there and he's kind of waving at me. He's like telling me to come back. And what had happened is he had gone in the house and he goes in the house and his wife says, Tom, who was at the door? And he says, a realtor. She says, well, where is he? And he says, he left. And she's yelling, Tom, we're moving. Go get him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like literally a blind, even a blind squirrel finds a few nuts. And so the point is, right, if, you're, if your why is good, if you're there to serve and you get your butt out there, whatever out there means, you're going to do okay. The universe is going to take care of you. And you've got to get to that belief yourself. You, you know, there's plenty of books and things to listen to. And then you got to go just go try it, right? You just got to try it because even if you screw up the script or mishandle the objection, you know what? You're not going to die. And you're probably not going to kill the deal. And even if all of those things did happen, you can still say, hey, you know what, Hernan? I screwed up. I'm really, really sorry. I should have, you know, been paying more attention. I should have said this or what I said probably, you know, sounded like offended you. Like you can clean it up, right? I mean, so there's no screwing it up. There's just, you've got to get out there and freaking do it. I love that story. That's, that's, I mean, that, that is perfect to the point that I wanted to make is that you know, you're going to make those mistakes and it's okay because each time you make the mistake, you're getting that much better. But the fact that you're out there trying opens up the doors, right? And that's exactly what you're talking about when, you know, doors open when you knock. Like the fact that you showed up to that door could have been any realtor. They could have picked up the, you know, I was, I don't know how old it was. They could have looked in the yellow pages or, or you know, dialed 411 or went to Google and searched, right? Whatever it's going to be. They, they needed a realtor. They needed the services that you provided. But the difference between and the reason why you got that and not the other guy is because you were there. I was there. It's because you showed up. Luck favors the prepared because you actually showed up to do something. The taking action has more positive results in reality than the manifested fake results that we think are possibly going to happen. That's little Tommy on your shoulder again telling you what you think is going to happen versus what actually happens, right? That's right. You are spot on, man. I think you could have wrote my book with me and we could have co-authored this together. Ghostwriting, man. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's talk about, you know, what does it take to actually be a successful realtor, right? So do I need a college education? Do I need to take a ton of marketing classes? Do I, what, what is it that is going to help me if I go get my real estate license and be successful in real estate? I mean, there's many ways to succeed in real estate. So everyone's got to decide how do you want to succeed? Do you want to succeed as an investor? As a, um, do you want to build a team? Do you want to be? Uh, do you want to build an advisory business? That's me, right? I'm a solo practitioner. I have an assistant and a good transaction manager, but it's just me. 
So you, you got to decide. But wherever you're at, uh, I think, uh, not I think, I mean, this is what I absolutely believe. If you can develop your own, um, let's see how to say this. You've got to decide, everyone's got to decide who they are for their clients. And who I am doesn't have to be unique. You know, you and I can have the same commitment to our clients, but it, it's coming from me or it's coming from you. So as individuals, we're different. So it doesn't have to be unique, but you've got to be, people know when you're putting their interests first. People know <laughs> when you're there to serve them. And if you're really there to be a fiduciary for your clients, which is what we are as realtors, and you develop yourself to deliver on that, everything else takes care of itself. Now, it doesn't mean you can be knowledgeable and competent and then do no legion. Like, you still got to go do that. But if you do all the legion and you're completely incompetent, that's a problem too. Um, but let me give you an example. No one's got to go out and get a college education because this is the beauty of real estate. And I think I've heard you guys talk about it on some of your other episodes, right? You can go learn a lot of stuff. So if you're not good at contracts, you can take some contract classes. If you're not good at, um, I don't know, analyzing the market, you can go get good at that. If you're not good at, if you have terrible interpersonal communication skills, you can go get good at that. And if you don't know the market, you or the, the actual inventory, you can get good at that. You want to know how you do that? Go knock on doors. Go preview a bunch of property. Go walk through open houses. You want to know why? That one of the beauties of door knocking that I never, it didn't even dawn on me until many years into the business, actually really until I moved to Colorado, right? Because I was in California for four years and I moved to Colorado, started all over, knew no people, knew nothing about the property, right? We have basements in Colorado, never been in a basement, right? I knew nothing. But when you go out and knock on doors every day and you're in the neighborhoods, man, you become an expert so quick if you're paying attention. I mean, my pattern recognition now after 17 years is ridiculous. I could be anywhere, even if I've never knocked there. I'm so dialed in. Um, so, and we're at whatever you're doing, there's so many other benefits to what if you're paying attention. I didn't need to, I don't need my UCLA economics degree to be good at real estate, right? It is completely irrelevant, completely irrelevant. <clears throat> that sounded to me like I still have to be educated. I still got to learn after I graduate high school or after I graduate college. I thought you were going to give me the book and that's it. Like you were going to tell me all the hints and, and I was going to be able to come out here and be a real, real estate agent and like rock it. You mean I still got to learn stuff, Steve? You know, you know, there's an agent here in town. I'm not going to say, and there's agents in LA that I still, there's a lot of great agents. There's a great agent here in Denver. She's been around a long time. And I'm, when I'm around her, right, she's still learning, right? Her son, I mean, I don't know how old she is. She's, I'm going to say 70. I don't know. She makes millions. She's worth millions. She still treats every day anew. Right. She's always looking to she just knows that that's the way to stay relevant is to just always be learning. It's not a chore. It's a privilege. Yes. Yes. And that's something I think that we're missing in, in our education system. Uh, it, it's just the value of what an education actually is. You know, to be honest, most people enjoy learning. 
most, I'd say about 99.9% .9 of the population enjoys learning. The problem they have is the topic that they're learning, right? Yeah. It's, you yeah. know, it, I can promise you, if I can stick any of my kids in front of an Xbox, hand them the controller, put a game in the console that they've never played, they will spend hours and they will learn and figure out how that game is played. Well, they, even better, even better. Then they'll get on YouTube, they'll watch all the cheat sheets, they'll watch, right? They're not even just figured out, they'll go find some, you know, they're resourceful. Like, it's crazy. Yes. Yes. And that's my point is that you're, you're, what it is, is you have to be willing to learn something, right? You have to be willing to take your time and say, look, I don't know this right now, but I will, I will understand this and then discipline and dedicate that time to push through that little bit of resistance that stands on your shoulder every single day and get to that finish line. Because every day that you're taking a step forward is a day that you're closer to that success that you're looking for. Steven, uh, dude, we had a great conversation today. I, I had fun with you. you I mean, you rocked it with the DMX right off the top. I mean, let, let's just let's just call that one. You know, call it what it is. Uh, before we head out, what uh, if people want to get a, a copy of your book? If they want to reach out and talk to you, how can they do that? Doors open when you knock. dot com. That's it. Simple. Like I'm as simple as they come. Look at me, man. There's nothing complicated about me. Doors open when you knock. dot com. I got to play some DMX for you right here. Uh, it's that simple, ladies and gentlemen. It is really that simple. Look, RIP to DMX. But ladies and gents, look, you got the ability in front of you. It's, it's right there. Look, you got all the information you need. It's sitting right here on the end of your phone. You have the internet right in front of you. You have the skills and the ability if you take your time and dedicate yourself to learning something that you don't already know. But I promise you, if you stick to that one thing, look, there's so many ways to prospect in real estate. We just talked about door knocking, but you can get really good at picking up the phone. You can get really good at DMing people on social media. You can get really good at creating Facebook ads. There's a number of different ways that you can prospect. Pick one and don't dabble. What I mean by pick one is you're gonna dedicate like we did Right. Our goal was three years. A thousand episodes is what the goal is to get to. And that was what we started with. If we develop something good after that, it's because we just got better at it over time. You got to do the same thing. Pick a marketing strategy. Pick a prospecting strategy. Do that every single day and you will be successful. Steven, any last words before we head out? Remember, remember, doors don't open themselves. Doors only open when you knock. Mm. So knock, ladies and gents, knock. I promise you the doors will open. All right, ladies and gents. Uh, Steven, enjoyed having a conversation with you today. Thank you for coming on the show, my man. My pleasure. All right, ladies and gents, enjoy the rest of your day. S-H-I-T, so happy it's Thursday. We won't have a show tomorrow. Tomorrow's my daughter's graduation. She's promoting from sixth grade, so we got to go have family time. But we'll have two shows on Monday, so we'll see you again then. Peace out, y'all. Ooh, I almost hit end broadcast instead of the... See, we still make mistakes. Here we go. <laughs> Outro video. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.